in a world where standing six feet apart is recommended, Podcasticon rose from the ashes in January of 2021 for the first audio-only pop culture convention. Well, fear not. This summer, Retrofied Magazine and Podcasticon present Blockbuster, a one-day-only convention where guests and podcast hosts come together to talk about the movies and experiences that we all love. There will be panels about blockbuster movies and even a parade. Follow at PodcastCon on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to PodcastCon on all podcasting platforms. Retrofied Magazine and PodcastCon present Blockbuster on July 3rd, 2021. The one-day audio-only pop culture convention to end all one-day audio-only pop culture conventions. Brian Breaker. Your little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Uh, yeah, Breaker and Bane's power hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation. Oh no, the most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from Dallas. Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, big power, hour. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound, is episode 386 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, I, of course, am Brian Breaker. Joining me as always, big underscore, it's hot as hell outside, Bane. Yeah, yeah, you know, and actually today it's not as bad as it has been. It's been a little chilly. Yeah, we had and not a, chilly, but it's been cooler. It's we, we. I woke up this morning and it was fifty nine degrees outside. I was okay with that, and then uh, I think it only tapped out around the mid eighties. I can handle the mid eighties. I mean, it's still I'm sweating like a pig, you know. I mean, but it's do pigs sweat? I don't know, but that's a saying. That's a saying. It is a saying. I mean, I was, I was. Sweating like Big Chuck in front of a new girl that he just met. Gotcha. There we go. That How works a little that? bit better. Um, that that's a reference to Big Chuck not being good with women. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Hey, Travis, did you get that? Let yeah. us know. Yeah. Just, I just wanted to clarify for everybody. Yeah. Uh, old Big Chuck. <laughs> yeah. He's a. Uh, well, that guy's been on a tear lately. Hasn't he? Yeah, he sure has. He's worse than Bill Benis. Yeah. When I actually, I didn't want to tear your show down. Uh, not to get off track too early. I didn't want to tear your show show down, so I didn't end up tweeting this. But I almost retweeted when you posted about you know it's fake, right? With Big Chuck, I almost tweeted like this is almost as bad as Bill Benis. So 
you might want to skip this episode. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. You know, like, it, it, what's weird is like, you know, you get to talking to Big Truck. He's got some hot takes. You're like, hey, all right. Yeah. And, and, and you almost want to tell him like, hey, pal, settle down. You, I mean, you're still a big guy. That blood pressure's got to be shooting through the roof. <laughs> you know? You guys are just like going to end up like just duking it out. And I can't wait. We're going to sell tickets, make tons of money. It's going to be great. Uh, we got some wrestling talk this week. We got some movie talk. We got a little bit of toy talk. Uh, we are rapidly approaching beach, beach bods and backbreakers. Yes. For me to say. And then, of course, uh, our tournament best fictional pro wrestler. So we got a lot of stuff, man. Absolutely, we do. It's uh, it's it's going to be a really cool episode. So we got a lot of wrestling topics there. So what do you say we dive into them here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break. Cracking them buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Big underscore band. We got a little bit of wrestling talk, like I said. So, uh, Hell in the Cell this past weekend. Yippers. Um, yippers. What did we say about that? Did not say. Yeah, thank you. Um, You said you watched it. Uh, I watched some of it with my nephew. Uh, Mm -hmm. I must say, I was like way, way not into this show. And and I'm not trying to be like anti-WWE, anti-pro wrestling. It was just like there was nothing that they had that was like, oh, man. Like the Alexa Bliss stuff, I was just like, this is not good. Like everything they did, I just kept thinking like, really? This is what we're doing? It just it felt like the worst thing you could possibly put on pay-per-view and it's like i could only imagine like if they were charging 30 or 40 or 50 bucks for that yeah it's just not fun well in the alexa bliss thing i mentioned to you off air it's i loved her as an accent piece to the fiend yeah but when the fiend went away again and um hope he's doing good but when he he's went supposed aw- to be coming back soon i, I, heard. I hope so but um when he went away and they kind of just gave it to alexa bliss i Doubt she has as much creative control over that character that, that that the fiend does. Yeah, that Bray does. But so I'm sure it's you know a lot of people telling her what to do and things like that. But they're not handling it very well. No, it's it's been pretty bad. I mean, I don't necessarily mind. I you know they have that Lily, Lily doll or whatever that character. I thought when they brought that up that they were going to give her Alexa Bliss a mask like similar to the fiend, and it was just going to be like her version of the fiend. And I was like. That could be cool, but no, it's just a voodoo doll, and now Alexa Bliss has voodoo powers, and it's just not good. It's though. just not, you know. It's one of those things. I'm like watching, so because I don't really watch the week to week product, mm-hmm. I'm watching, you know, all the uh, stories to set up the matches, which are, you know, WWE. I will always give them credit; they do very good at that because yes. there's always. A reason why they're wrestling, and you usually always can get it by watching those. Unless you're watching WrestleMania, then there's like five cold matches usually. True, yeah, yeah. but I mean on shorter. And this one didn't have that many matches, like six maybe, yeah. six or seven, if that. And so it wasn't that hard to to kind of get the point of every match they were doing. But mm-hmm. it was just like this is like just not entertaining at all. Like there were so many elements of it where I was just like, what are we, what are we doing here? And I'll say the best match of the night though is Bianca versus Bailey. Yeah, that was to me the most entertaining match. The rest of it, even Drew and Bobby, like I love Bobby Lashley, love Drew McIntyre, but I hate this feud. Yeah, I'm so over this feud. I hate the idea of just two big guys going at it like for five months straight. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they wrestled at WrestleMania. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like if you watched WrestleMania and then Hell in a Cell, it's like, wait a minute, that was like three months ago. What the hell's going on? You know, it's like you guys are still here. It's still happening and. 
I've always felt like WWE was really bad about that, where it's like almost no time has passed, yes. <laughs> even though it's been several months. You can stop watching for a year and pick right back up. You know exactly what's going on. Right. But, you know, overall, I was just like, huh. All right. And then I then I found out they did Ray and Roman on SmackDown, mm-hmm. not on the pay-per-view. And I'm just like, yep. okay. Yep. Why? Yeah. It's just a very weird uh, ideology they're using right Especially now. Especially when Roman Reigns is arguably, probably not even arguably, the best thing you have going for you in your company. Without a doubt. And you don't put him in the main event of your pay-per-view. One of your top champions. Yes. And I mean... Again, I love the love what they're doing with Bobby Lashley. Love the fact that he's basically the living embodiment of Zeus. Mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic. And I'm talking about Zeus from No Holds Barred, not the not the God of Lightning. Um, but uh, this feud with gotta him, go after his eyes. Yeah, this is yeah, only weakness. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, this feud between him and Drew, I'm just so over. Now they're kind of doing a feud with him and Kofi that started yeah. Monday night, and I'm like. That's something new. I'm okay with that. Again, it has to be something new because you're like right. you're just tired of seeing the same stuff over and over again. Well, and and the stipulation for that match, I'm sure you caught. I think they said it, but was if Drew loses, he's no more chances for him. Yeah, you know. So I, something's it's going to be a story because I think they did something very similar with Stone Cold back in the '90s. Oh, of course. So I'm sure it's going to be one of those things where he weasels his way back into the championship picture, and we see the same match at SummerSlam. Oh, they're doing Money in the Bank, right? You no, know, I mean, right. come on, yeah. So just one of those things. But yeah, the pay per view overall was not that great. I know there's been a lot of rumblings that Brock Lesnar might be returning soon. Who does he face? Exactly, but I'd love to see Bobby Lashley versus Brock. In that, I think is kind of the uh, rumor. And I saw someone, I guess a lot of people were upset that Brock didn't show up because they just assume, oh, he'll show up at Hell in a Cell, beat yeah. up Bobby Lashley. There's SummerSlam. Yeah, and he didn't. And that, so then people were upset. And I remember someone tweeted, he's like, I've never seen an industry where people are upset that someone didn't show up who was not advertised. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, but that's wrestling, right? Welcome like, to pro wrestling. I think we. How many we times did, have we gotten upset that CM Punk didn't show up? Right. So I can't believe they didn't use CM Punk <laughs> on AEW. It's like well, they never said they were going <laughs> right. to. And like anyone can be guilty of that, but WWE bases so much of their good stuff on surprises. Yeah. That you kind of are anticipating them, right? But, let, but let's be honest. When was the last time WWE had a good solid surprise? It was Edge, I think, and the Royal Rumble. But even then. We knew he was coming. He just said, no, I'm not coming. Yeah. But we all knew. Like, I mean, the speculation was there. The rumors were already there. The last good surprise was probably the Hardy Boys return. Yes. Yes. 2017. Yeah. And so, and that, but that was like the first time in years. Yeah. When that happened. I mean, before that, I mean, I can't even tell you the last time we had a good surprise. So, and that just goes back to the dirt sheets being pieces of shit. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's just, it surprises are very slim. So the fact that people get upset when something doesn't happen is like, you would have known about it if it was going to happen. Well, it's kind of like AEW at their last pay-per-view. They did that 21-man casino battle royal. Yeah. And it's like, we're going to have a surprise, um, like a surprise Joker guy. And you're like, oh, Mark Henry. Yeah. Ooh, Andrade. Yeah. And who are both now with the company. Captain Insano. Right. And it was Leo Rush. And <laughs> yes. it's like, oh. And now apparently he's retired. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Leo okay. Rush retired? Yeah, apparently. What? Yeah, seriously. Okay. He announced that on social media. So I mean, he'll be back in two years, I'm sure. But that's that was the announcement. So that's dumb. Well, my the the point is like you can't say like oh a surprise. It, to me, it, it always goes back to the episode of The Office. Yeah. Hey, got a big surprise coming. Yeah. And then he brings in ice cream sandwiches. Like this is not a surprise, is it? 
And that's how I felt about Leo Rush. No. <laughs> <laughs> they got to bring back ice cream sandwiches. Yeah. You know, it's like you get the kind with the cookies and I didn't want you to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I mean, I think it's the weird thing about a surprise would almost be like, you know, when you're a little kid, you put your tooth under your pillow, mm-hmm. you wake up, the tooth fairy brought your money. Yep. And I remember the next day looking and like the tooth fairy didn't bring me money. Right. Because it's like, oh, maybe they did. A, maybe she'll keep bringing me money. And she didn't the second night. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, oh, but never was told that she was going to right. without any teeth. So it was a very, right. very strange thing, I guess, to, yep. to be upset about. But that's the wrestling industry, right? Yeah. And that's wrestling fans. They're never happy. Yeah. Um. I, I have heard this, and I don't know how official this is, but it kind of seems to make some sense mm-hmm. that apparently there's been an edict going around, no new good ideas until we have fans again. Yeah. So basically, it's like, we don't want anything good. Do you think it's in a weird way, like this is a good strategy, so like that the product is so stale once fans come back, it's like, boom, it's picked up so hard that everyone's like back into it again? It could be. And and. It's maybe not a bad idea to be on cruise control for the next we are, month. Because we are straight up 95 WWF. Yes. Right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, Man- well, minus the bad characters. Yeah. Do you know what? I think Mantar and Isaac Yankum and Man Mountain Rock would really actually boost things up right now. I, you know, I say minus the bad characters. I mean, you got, you know, uh, Rick Rick Boog right now. Yeah. He's he's Man Mountain Rock. And uh, Dewdrop. Yeah. You got Dewdrop. You got um, now Nikki Cross is a superhero. Yeah, that was kind of something we were going to... Let's let's focus on the bad ideas first, though. Like, So, to me, I would never set out to do something, like, intentionally bad, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, same with, like, you, you know, music and yep. everything else. Like, I can't imagine you're like, you know what? I've had a couple of cool albums. It's time for the shit show. Yes. <laughs> like, you don't, you yeah. don't go in... So, I'm not saying that they're trying to purposely do bad. Maybe they're just taking any good idea they have and... Like, well, let's do Lashley and Drew again, last chance match, or yeah, let's do some of the stuff we're doing, and then once we have fans, because that's obviously, I think Money in the Bank will have fans, from what I understand. Yes, and it's probably more focused on, like, no new storylines. Like, let's right. just could be. coast these storylines for the next month, and that way we can have a refresher and start things anew. Yeah, yeah. So that, that might be more what it is, not so much necessarily good idea, bad idea. Um, cause I, I haven't, I didn't finish watching Raw and I don't know if I will, but, um, Xavier Woods and Bobby Lashley are having a hell in a cell or had a hell in a cell match at Raw supposedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was the setup for it anyway. But, um, so I mean, that to me sounds like a cool idea. Yeah. I mean, seeing so, Xavier Woods versus Bobby Lashley sounds like a great idea. There's a lot of that they can do that I think are fun. It just, it's interesting that they're kind of, I guess, opting not to do that yeah. as weird as that may seem. Uh, you mentioned before Nikki Cross is a superhero. What were your thoughts on that, man? Um, I actually dig it. I, I I I love Nikki Cross. Like I just adore that woman. I think she's great in everything she does. Um, so I'm all about it. I think that it's pretty cool. It's a nice little refresher for her because I didn't really like the gimmick they had her in because it was like half sanity, half bubbly, you know, and it was like. Either she's crazy or she's not. Like, she really gets lost in the shuffle with that. Yeah, and so it was. It was one of those things where, like, I, I was happy that they. Yeah, right over there. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out what the hell that noise was, and then found out it's my phone or my watch. Um, but 
Yeah, so I, I was really happy that she at least got something new. And I don't know if maybe eventually they'll change her name, kind of like the Hurricane did, you know? Sure. He's not Shane Helms anymore. He's the Hurricane. I don't know if it'll go that far, but I like the fact that she's in a superhero costume and, you know, she's got a, got a new gimmick. I think it's fun. It's something. It's a ref, it's a fresh coat of paint. Yes, for yes. sure. Uh, Piper Niven, I believe was her name, from NXT UK, debuted uh, on Raw. I don't know if we've touched on this or not yet. I think we may have, but she's with uh, Eva Marie, and she's now Dewdrop. Yeah. And it's spelled kind of weird. So I think it's D-O-U drop. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, apparently she got a lot of flack online, like a lot of body shaming, which people weren't happy about, obviously. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really know the story they're going with other than, I guess, she's there to do Eva Marie's dirty work, more or less. And it's mm-hmm. kind of a... She's supposed to be like the henchman. Yeah. Or, she's like the lackey to the mean yeah. girl, right? Yeah. Type and, of thing. And there was actually already some dissension on Monday because, like, that was one of the matches I did see was it was like a qualifying for Money in the Bank, and mm-hmm. um, she basically like even Marie stepped off the apron to let Dewdrop do the whole match by herself, and then towards the end of the match, even Marie came back in and to to get in the ring, and yeah, then Dewdrop did that to her, hopped off the apron, and even Marie was like, "What the heck?" Yeah, so it was just kind of a. See, that's the problem, though. Like, you can't have dissension after a week. Right. Like, it's got to be a build. It's super quick, yeah. Yeah, and, and, like, that's, to me, like, the whole thing with, like, Miz and Mizdow. Yeah. You have to see Mizdow as, like... That took a long time to get there. Right. Yeah. And if, like, if you just quickly, like, do a double turn, it's like, well, all this is for nothing and no one cares anymore. Right. Like, make it a thing. We have to feel sorry for her... Yes. ...before we can get behind her, yeah. you know? And that, that takes a little bit more than a week. Yes. Yeah. Especially when no one's watching, you right. know? Right, I mean, so I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, we got a little bit of movie talk here, so what do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. This is Breakup and Beta at the Movies, yeah. This is... what we got now big underscore banes this is kind of fun exciting news um a couple i think like two years ago maybe they released a uh direct to dvd animated film uh mortal Kombat legends Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh they had a what was it called like the legend of scorpion or something like that yeah something like that Uh, but that they're doing an official sequel yes and it's going to be called mortal Kombat legends battle of the realms and i don't know exactly what this is about but i remember really being impressed with that mortal Kombat movie because it was incredibly violent which i was not expecting yeah yeah it was super violent super well done um and if i remember at the end of the the first one and maybe i'm now i'm confusing it with the live action movie but i thought mortal Kombat legend scorpion's revenge i was close yes I thought it was less focused on the tournament in in the um, in the first animated film, and I might be confusing this with the live action film now. I think you are, but because um, it was about the tournament, was it? Yes. Okay. Because I knew. Yeah, you're right. Because uh, I think about it, you're right. Yeah, because Scorpion was in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. But um, they did kind of um, they showed like Scorpion's backstory and yep, stuff like that, which yep. was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely focused on Scorpion. I loved the fact that he basically went to hell. Yeah, and like the demons thought they were going to torture him, and then he just breaks off and just whoops their ass. It was not <laughs> like what you expect, but the fact that it's animated, it's like oh, you can kind of do whatever you want, right? You know? If, if yeah. you can imagine it, you can make it happen. Yeah. So pretty uh, amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think um, 
this is not necessarily DC, but it's uh, Warner Brothers, and they're mm-hmm. killing it with the DC animated stuff. Yep. So I'm all for it, man. I, I hope we get a series of these. Yeah, me too. I think it's really fun. Yep. Um, also, you, you shared a, uh, a little something about a movie coming out called The Shrink Next Door. You put it on Facebook, so I had to make note of it. Um, I don't know a lot about this, but it looks really fun. I'm not sure. And here's the thing. like, I think it's expected to be funny because it's Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell. It's a TV series. I thought it was a movie. It says here a TV series. Series premiere. Is Damn it. Friday, November the 12th. It's eight episodes. Damn it. Because I was just going to do the uh, the free trial for Apple TV. That's how they get you. Those bastards. Yeah. I might just wait till the whole thing's out. But well, you can always do that. Yeah, I might just do that. But um, anyway, I don't know if it's going to be funny or if it's a drama. I think we're expecting it to be funny because it's Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell. But the, as I was watching it, it seemed more like like a dramatic comedy, like more of a drama with comedic elements in it. I think with those two, you're going to have a little bit of everything. Yeah. It, it remind. Did you ever watch, was it Everything Must Go with Will Ferrell? I don't think I did. I think that was the name of the movie. It was, it was a, um, it was technically a comedy, but it was not funny at all. Mm-hmm. But it was really good, and it was also like, um, like that movie, The Breakup. Did you ever watch that? I did watch The Breakup. That movie was not funny at all to me, but was really well done. It had, I thought it was I, a great movie, but it's listed as a comedy. Yeah, but well, I think it, it's it's based on the fact of like. Every comedian in the world, men and women, see things differently. Right. And here are all the things that ensue and during was, the process. But it was almost like more of a drama. It was such a That's light, the Vince Vaughn when Jennifer Aniston, right? Yes. It was such a lighthearted film for like the first five minutes. And then it just took a 180 and like went dark. But I mean, you saw like the, the actual like... Like it was uncomfortable the way they were arguing. And how... You know, the little things like they're fighting over, mm-hmm. but it causes them to break up. And you think like, you guys are arguing over dishes. Yeah. But he was like, I got off work. I want to play my games. It's like, yeah. I want you to do the dishes. I don't want to do the dishes. I don't want you to do the dishes. I want you to want to do the dishes. Right. Why would I want to do the dishes? Right. Yeah. And like, and it's just that weird like argument. And so he's like, fine. He throws the controller down. Now she's mad. Well, I don't even want your help. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, they go back at it again. Yeah. But it was like, the, I think that comp, that basic rule, they don't belong together. Yeah. They weren't good and, together. And it was one of those things like that's a scene where that very well could be funny in a sitcom setting, but they acted it like did it so well that it was like it went from being funny to uncomfortable for me to watch. Yes. And it was like, this is this is bad. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was just they did so well. And and I've never like I've never thought Vince Vaughn was a bad actor, but I've never been like Vince Vaughn is amazing. You know, like mm. but that movie he just did so damn good in. It's one of those, but it, even like the whole, like the poster, it does look like a typical silly Vaughn type yeah, comedy. Silly comedy, yeah. Oh, well, and that was also the era where it was like old school and Starsky yeah. and Hutch and all this stuff yeah. was coming out. So you just assume Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. It's going to be another typical of Vince Vaughn yeah. goofy comedy. Not at all. And that's very similar to how that Everything Must Go movie is with Will Ferrell. It's a. It's like it's set up to be funny, but it ends up just being like there's a lot of sad moments in it. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like serious moments in it. And it's like, hmm, he's not the normal Will Ferrell in that movie. Yeah, it's it's, it's bizarre, but it's it's a really good film. Well, and this could be just like that, too. It's kind of it's kind of what I think it will be, but we'll see. Definitely possible. 
Uh, also, Titans coming back for a third season on HBO yes. Max. I know you're excited about this. Super excited. They are doing the uh, is it the Death of the Family story arc. I think you're correct, yes. Um, with uh, the Joker killing Jason Todd, and which means we're also going to get Red Hood. Yeah. Super stoked, man. It's, have you watched the first two seasons? I have not. I've seen oh, a little bit of they it. They're so good. Um, season three will be on HBO Max August 12th. Um, does this mean all the uh, DC Universe shows are coming to HBO Max? They already, they're already there. Are they? Yep. Okay. I've, I've watched a lot of it. You watch Swamp Thing? Haven't watched that one yet. That one's actually not on there. Okay. That one was weird because they canceled think, it before it even started. I think CW owns the rights to that now. They do. Um, but that was like one of those where I'm like, that seems like it would be a fun show. Yeah. But Well, because uh, it was supposed to be a horror, right? Yeah. yeah. And they've they it only went like one season, so it's only like eight mm-hmm. or so episodes. So I never really watched it. But yeah, I know they did uh, Doom Patrol. They did a Harley Quinn cartoon. Doom Patrol is one of the greatest shows you will watch. Like Nice. Hand to God. It is insane how good that show is and it does not get any credit and has it only been one season uh two i think two okay yeah. and so if them all on hbo max i would love to see more of these yes. roll out i think that'd be really fun yeah it's really effing good um yeah titans was really good i i think these shows will just get better because now they're on a uh a streaming service with like HBO and they're all called HBO originals now. Yeah. So they're putting money into these. So they, I guarantee they have a lot more money to spend on these TV shows than DC DC did. That was, I think a big issue with DC universe. It was just their stuff. Mm-hmm. And unless you have something that's like WWE network and even WWE network is sold. And I think that's the new thing is like these streaming services will sell to other streaming services to, Combine and everything else. And you and know what? I'm fine with that. Big time. Because that that is only better for the consumer. Stretches your dollar. Yes. And as long as prices don't get jacked up, I mean, you know how like much of a pain in the ass it would and first off, I wouldn't have had Peacock if it wasn't for WWE Network. But like if if it wasn't for the fact that like WWE Network and Peacock combined, that would have been like ten dollars more a month I was spending. Yeah. And I mean, not that $10 more a month is a big deal, but you do that five times, that's 50 bucks a month extra. It's a lot. Yeah. It's the same as having cable, essentially. Right. And, so, um, and, you know, I've said before, I don't think it's a big deal to cancel a streaming service and pick it back up a month later if you're not watching anything because so either. it's not that hard to cancel, but I think that's the thing people don't. And so all of a sudden, I mean, I'm sure you've been there all of a sudden. It's like, bam, you've been charged. You're like, what the hell? Oh, damn. Yeah, that's right. You know. There's been a couple of times where I've came close to uh, disputing a transaction. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, wait, no, I do have that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it happens. Because <laughs> you, sometimes you forget what streaming services you have. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, Titans Season 3, I think it's going to be – I need to I need to dive into those. I think I started watching Titans a little bit, and I – you know, It kind of starts a little slow. It does. But, I mean, at the same time, DC Universe was a week at a time. Yes. And it's not that I dislike that, but it's hard to gain momentum when you're – because like for me, like I have certain times I can watch TV and certain times I can't mm-hmm. because of my work schedule. So if I have a moment to watch some episodes, I want to watch them, and there's only two. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of a shitter, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, we got a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. All right, big underscore band. We got a little bit of toy talk here. We got to round out AEW Series 5 of the Unrivaled Collection. You got there. Scorpio Sky, what do you think, man? 
I dig it. Is it is this the last series that's available right now? Correct. So we're caught up now. Series six is on pre-order. Okay. And, uh, when does Unmatched go on pre-order? I don't know. I imagine it's soon. Because Unmatched is the one that's got the LJ and Cody, right? That is correct. And it's also got the Blue Gear Dustin. and See, I want both of those. And it's got the new Darby Allen with the, the full body paint and skateboard and stuff. And then it's got uh, Miro and Dr. Britt Baker as well. Yeah. As being like the newer characters, and it's got a really nice looking Kenny Omega in that wave. So we're about to have a slew of AEW figures. I will say this, and I don't know if I told you this or not, but I was at a Walmart the other day, and I found all of Wave Four on the pegs. No kidding. Minus the Cody, oddly enough. So I saw Kenny Omega, Santana and Ortiz, Matt Hardy, and Sammy Guevara. Okay. Went back the next day, all five were gone. Gonzo, huh? They just, for whatever reason. Those go quick, and elites don't. I mean, I'm seeing like several elites kind of hanging out, but the AEW figures, and I don't know if it's just because it's a newer brand. If it's hot, I'm not sure, but, man, those go quick. I think it's the newer brand. I mean, I still still think, I mean, AEW's still in its infancy, man. Oh, yeah. They're toddlers right now. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're the shiny new toy. And I'm wondering when Unmatched hits, if it starts kind of, we start seeing like, okay, you know, this Kenny Omega will set because there's been three or four others already. I Yeah, I think, I don't know if that's when we'll see him set, but yeah. we'll at least start seeing them. Yeah. Like, because I've been, because I go to Walmart to get groceries every Friday, and the first thing I do, go right to that toy aisle before I go to the grocery store because I want to see if there's any on the shelf. Just to see what they have. Yeah. Sure. The only time I've seen something on the shelf is, is I saw one Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. That was it. And again, the next week I went, it was gone. Yeah. So... It's like I. They move quick, and you're right. The elites stick around, and it's there was actually a couple of times I was like, hmm, I can't remember who it was, but I was like, hmm, I kind of want that. Yeah, but I ended up passing on it. But I think it is. It's just because it's the shiny new toy right now. It's not right. um, like if we have ten Scorpio skies, that tenth one, I maybe no doesn't sell as quick. Well, yeah, you know but, what I mean. But what's gonna happen? I think is. You know, a new John Moxley is going to be coming out, a new Pangman page, another yeah. Cody, and all that other stuff. I think what's going to happen is eventually people are going to be like, oh, like, kind of like AJ Styles. He always right. sells, but you're going to have those people that are late in the game. And they're like, oh, I kind of want a John Moxley now. Yeah. Well, Series 2 is hard to find, but I can get this Series 5 one, and it's right. just slightly different, you know. And it's and it's smart to do that. Sure it is. But especially for your top sellers. But I think it's... Well, that's why Mattel does that top picks wave, right? It's, it's the top sellers. Yeah. Of guys Super that people smart. want, you know, and I bought so many of those for my nephew. And I think I think that's something AEW ought to do like once every six months, do a top top picks line. It's that wouldn't like, be a bad idea because th- then you could re-release like your Cody's and shit like that. Whoever, mm-hmm. so, but then again, it's kind of unfair to have a top picks line when you only release the same guys. Exactly, you, you know, know like I mean? we've we've already had like what six or seven Cody's. I yeah. mean, like, do we need another? I mean, like right. that's kind of like the. Like the joke we made is like, hey, guess who's in series six? You're like, uh, Cody, the Young Bucks, Kenny yeah. Omega. You know, it's because yeah. it's like, well. Most of those, you know, because it's always the same guys over yeah. and over. And, and I get it. They're the biggest stars. But at the same time, like, you got to give guys a chance to yeah. be stars. Like, yeah. and now I'm not saying anything about their TV problem. I'm talking about their toy line. Like, you don't know if these will sell until you put them out there. Right. I mean, they're all on TV. Everybody loves freaking Darby Island. Everybody loves Scorpio Sky. Like, throw them out there. See if they'll sell. Exactly. And so, I mean, and now with Scorpio Sky, they're showing that they sell. I mean, and. Darby Allen too, because he had a figure recently, right? He did, and it's hard to find as well. Yeah, he had that chase as well, which was yeah. 
I don't think I ever saw that. I haven't seen a single chase on the pegs ever. But Once they get that sting, that sting will probably be one that I buy, too, mm-hmm. just to have a sting in the AEW packaging. Sure. Because you don't know how long that's going to last. Very true. And it could be one of those things where maybe he goes back for more money. I mean, I'm sure. actually, I scratched that. He's probably getting more money in AEW because he's rocking with a billionaire right now. Yeah. But... Um, but still, you don't know how long it's going to last. <laughs> and I mean, I think there's a lot of like fun possibilities. You know, Brock Anderson's debuted. Yeah. I think a Brock Anderson with his dad would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Arn as manager Arn. Yep. But also give me Arn like in his gear. Like that'd be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot that they could do there. So. But to uh, go back to the point, this Scorpio Sky looks fantastic. I thought for a second I was seeing something wrong with the paint job on the belt. I'm really picky about their belts. But uh, it, it, you're definitely a belt guy. Yeah. Even with toys, I, I want the belts to look good. Did, did it always bother you, like back in the Jacks era, when the belts were just solid gold plated? They weren't colored. Yeah, pissed me off. Yeah, and actually, this one I think has more color in it than the other one does. Oh, does it? Because I feel like I was complaining because the 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 whole globe was gold; it didn't have the blue. Mm. And I could be wrong. Maybe it was colored, but um, but it, it looks like it's more colored in on this one. But it's. It's a damn good figure, man. They did they did a great job on the Scorpio. I think besides Luchasaurus, that's the best of the wave. Yes, yes. I mean, it's just and I, and he was a guy. I was like, man, he needs a figure because he's just got a, a really cool look. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna catch some heat from from a lot of these a lot of these guys um, in the fig life community, but I can't wait for that Luchasaurus to be like ten years old so I can sell the shit out of that, <laughs> make, some, make some money. No, yeah, yeah. I mean know? that's. Probably gonna. It's his first one. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, definitely. I think that ringside two pack will be worth big money too. Oh yeah, for sure. Down the road, especially the the messed up one where Jungle Boys carrying him. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. A couple more things on the agenda here. Uh, I just I just showed you. Uh, I got me some Wolf Chop Shop figures, and I got Bobby the Brain Heenan and who. Um, these of course are from Jason Wolf. They're Hasbro scale, mm-hmm. uh, hand painted, handcrafted. I mean. They're phenomenal. Like, and I, you're, you're holding it up close now because we've seen pictures of these for months. But I must say, when I got it up close, that thing does not look hand painted to me. No, it is fantastic. It does look like there's the uh, the Bobby Heenan sticker on the back. Yeah, but you can't tell. Right. It doesn't it's, feel like a sticker set. Like, no. Stuck on. No, it's um, he did an incredible job on that Bobby Heenan and then the. Grab this, this who figure real quick. Which he was like one of my favorite guys on Superstars, just because I was like a mask guy named Who. Had right. no idea it was Nightheart, but yeah, this is I don't know. He just he did an incredible job, and I remember being impressed with the Who, like seeing the pictures, just because of how well done the paint job was on the. Um, I mean, he these look like, and, I, and I've compared him to Hasbro's. Granted, they're resin; they're not plastic, but it's like you look next to like a Hasbro, like these don't look off. Yeah, they don't look like customs to me, which I right. think is a big is a big factor. Yeah, I mean, this is just killer, and I I love the idea of the magnetic hands yeah. or in the magnetic head because realistically, you know, you got Who and Bobby Heenan. You could have Who dressed up as Bobby Heenan if you wanted. <laughs> like, well, and you know, I kind of give a little bit of a spoiler, but he kind of talked about that. He, uh, we had him on TV Toycast. And um, a little special interview thing, and he mm-hmm. talked about the, all the part, parts are swappable. Yeah, he goes, you know, I'm not saying that this is coming up soon, but I will say this: if you popped whose arms on Bobby Heenan, well, you might look like you have a cool Becker. 
Oof, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you kind of start thinking like, oh man, like the the possibilities because yeah. of the swappable parts. Yeah, you, you got a mounty on your hands. Well, and I also think it would be fun if you put the who head on Bobby Heenan. Now you have a masked Bobby Heenan. Right. Why is he wearing a mask? You know, you, you can right. you can do a lot of fun stuff with him. So right. To me, it's 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 incredible all the cool stuff that he's been able to pull off. Like yeah. this is this is just a really really fun idea. So uh, once again, if you're um, unfamiliar with the Chop Shop, check out DoyleDraws.com. Uh, sign up for the fan club because uh, I have it on pretty good authority. The next figure he releases is going to be a going to be a doozy. Yeah, it's a cool stuff. Last bit of figure talk. Um, I, I put this on social media, so I think everyone's aware of it by this point. But I got a big surprise a couple days ago. Uh, you know, Drew Vinsel. Um, I talked to him about he was going to send me some of the Matadors for my nephew. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I offered to pay him. He was like, "Nope, not not necessary." I'm like, "Oh man, like that's, that's such a nice gesture. Not at all." What you needed to do, but I, I appreciate it. It's that camaraderie for children's cereals. Exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You guys both dig the cinnamon toast crunch. Dude, who doesn't dig cinnamon toast crunch? It's so good. I'm gonna help you out. <laughs> right. Well, he sends me the tracking number of the package and he's like, Oh, by the way, I slid something in there for you. Yeah. I'm really thinking like maybe a pin, maybe sure. a micro brawler. Yeah. Or maybe it was like a Harley race trading card. That'd be kind of fun. That would have been cool. He sends me this elite. Um, flashback Harley race figure, which as we all know is incredibly elusive. Yes. I never saw it in stores. I don't think you did either. No. I remember even uh, our good buddy Dan Geyer. What did he hit? Like 50 Walmarts? He said, yeah. He said he hit every Walmart in the state or like in his area. And he said, no, they they were nowhere. Yeah. And so, I mean, just insane how difficult it was to find these. And, you know, and he had it. He had it loose, which that was kind of something he asked me. Like, is does that bother you? I was like, no, I, I like loose stuff. Like, it doesn't yeah. bother me at all. And so he sent me this this Harley race loose. And I must say, like, the detail of this thing is so incredible because he's got the purple trunks, mm-hmm. the slightly different color purple knee pads, which is accurate, and then the slightly different color purple boots with the king crown. He's got the crown on the tights. I mean, the tattoos are pretty well dead on from what i can tell like the yeah. head is perfect they even slightly molded the head so that his crown kind of sets on there you can kind of set stays it stays on yeah you can kind of set it in place it's just absolutely insane so i i was like just blown away that he sent this to me because i'm thinking like dude you could have sold this for so much money on ebay like yeah but what an amazing gesture and yeah and that was kind of the point i was trying to let everyone know like with uh Twitter and toxic stuff online. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of that for sure, but I mean, there's a lot of good too. You think about a lot of the people we've met, not including Big Chuck, of course. But <laughs> forget about him. Yeah, a lot of the people we've <laughs> we've met, which we haven't even actually met in person, but we've like right. corresponded with and everything like that. Like, think about all of our patrons. Yeah, I think Dan Geyer's the only one that we personally knew. Yeah, before. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Like it just. It's a really cool thing, and so obviously shout out to Drew Vinsel for doing that. That was such a such a nice gesture, and um, I don't know I, I don't know a way I could possibly even repay him for that, you know. Well, and that's such a cool gift too, because you know that's that's not just getting you a figure, you know. That's yeah, that's the guy who like literally mentored you for about five years of your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so it's 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 pretty damn cool, and got a lot of sentimental value in that figure and i know you were really trying to find it when it first got released i def- well i was gonna get two yeah so i was i did want to open one but i also knew like this is worth big yes. money you yeah. know and also too like i i think uh, i think travis fowler actually got one signed did he 
which is crazy because Harley passed away shortly after that hit. Yeah. It wasn't long. So it must have been like right away. Pretty close, yeah. yeah. So it again, one of those things where they were just hard to come by. Not many people found them. Yeah, and you know, we talked about this a little bit off air, but it, it makes no sense to me with how difficult those were to find, why WWE has never made more Harleys. Because I would love a Harley race figure. It's been a couple of years. Like yeah. You would have thought that they would have been like, hmm. Yeah. Let's, like, uh, let's I, make that happen. I would love a Harley in my collection, and I don't have one. And so I, it would be awesome if they got more of those. I mean, even even if it was just a reprint of those, you know, instead of like trying to do a different gear set or anything like that. Well, I mean, I think, that, to me, the biggest things that they could definitely do is they could definitely do King Harley again, obviously. Yeah. yeah. He briefly wore this gear in WWE that a lot of people don't remember, and it was like blue, red, red and white. Okay. And it was when he won the King of the Ring because oh, okay. he couldn't wear that because it signified he was the king. Right. But it was when he won the tournament in like 1986, I believe. Okay. And uh, I actually, there was a picture. Was he the first guy to win the King of the Ring? No, he was the second. second. Although he uh, claimed that was not true. <laughs> really? Because we asked him, he's like, yep, first one. And we're like, I'm pretty sure Don Morocco won it in 85. Ah, oh, was the first one. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with the man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Screw Don Morocco. <laughs> you know, you're the first. Like, and so like, we would always. You know, joke with people like, no, I think Don Morocco was the first one. It's like, Harley, this guy didn't agree with you. And he'd kind of look at him. He's like, no, I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, he wore that gear briefly, I think, probably just so that when he transitioned to the king, uh-huh. he didn't. He, he didn't wear it during the tournament until he won and stuff. But uh, anyway, uh, I think that would be f- a fun figure. I want a manager Harley race. Yeah, a manager with Vader, I think, yes. would be an amazing, yes. amazing two-pack. Yes. And then also, like, I'd like an NWA style. Yeah. So there's a lot that they could do. And I think, um, you know, Jeff Toon called it Harley Hysteria. Yeah. No one could find this. Everybody wanted it. Give people what they want, man. Yeah. Make it happen. For sure. So, yeah. So once again, shout out to Drew Vinsel. Uh, definitely appreciate that, man. Absolutely. Well, big underscore bang, uh, beach bods and backbreakers. Yes. Uh, we uh, As we record this, it has not happened. But uh, as people hear this, it has happened. So what can you tell us? About beach bods and backbreakers. Well, we're going to go over the results. Rap meow. Um, a lot of stuff happened there, Breaker. A lot of things happened. A lot of title retentions. But a couple of titles changed hands. I, I do know uh, GBM, you know, the terror that flaps in PHPW, was not pleased. He, he unfortunately was not on the card. Um, the official statement, and this is because Bill Benis made me say it, the official statement is we had to cut it during time restraints. Yes. The unofficial statement is Bill Benis did not want to wrestle GBM. I, I don't blame him. And so GBM's been asking for this. He's been asking for it. And I don't, I honestly, I don't know. I, Bill probably is going to say that he feels like he's above GBM, but I think he's scared, GBM. I think he is too. You're the terror that flaps in PHPW. He ain't prepared for that. He's not. And so, if I were you, you know, you mentioned something about running up on him in the back. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's not a bad idea. Maybe you ought to just go ahead and do that. And, you know, this is, this is a slow burn. This is going to be a slow burn, GBM. Uh, but we did have the King of the Mountain Championship defended. Yes. At Beach Bods and Backbreakers. David Thomas. David Thomas, and he successfully defended that. It came down to him and Jack Gamble. And you know what? I'll go on record as saying I was like, there's no way 
yeah. someone's going to survive this and retain. It's just not going to yeah. happen. With a one in eighth chance. Yeah. I mean, it's the odds are not in your favor. No, they were not. But you know what? David Thomas has proven his worth, I he think. He absolutely has. And uh, he retained and is still the king of the mountain champion. Yes. Congratulations. Well, we also saw the gatekeeper championship on the line as Dmitry Alexandrov challenged Ethan Chambers. This, to me, was a huge test for Ethan Chambers. Big time test. And uh, Dimitri's kind of, I would say, you know, he's been on fire since yes. entering the PHPW arena. Yes. And uh, I felt like I was like, his rise reminded me of Drew Vinsel. I'm like, this guy could come in within a few months and be a champion. Yes. I could see it happening. Um, uh, that was not to be, though. Not to be, as Ethan Chambers successfully defended his PHPW, or PHPW Gatekeeper Championship. And props to him. I'm proud yeah, of him. That's absolutely. awesome. You know, I mean, yeah, there's a conspiracy going on with him. Maybe uh, we we have we have something else in store for him in in, in the coming month for Star Spangled Beatings. Mm. You know, maybe I'm going to put the screws to you a little bit there, Ethan Chambers. I like how you're just blatantly saying you're going to just do shafty things. Well, here's the thing, you know, um, when you do promos, Outsiders Beard Co. is a sponsored sponsoring you, you know. That's why it's on the on the outfit there, Ethan Chambers. When you do a promo, you need to tell people how good Outsiders Beard Co. is, and you haven't been doing it there, pal. So maybe I'm just gonna teach you a lesson. Star Spangled Beatings. More good. more on that in the coming weeks. Good lord, man! I, just, I I got I gotta let people know they gotta stay in line, Breaker, and they're not doing it. But congratulations up, for now. Of course, yeah, we're gonna end up in a freaking mutiny here. Congratulations for now. Uh, we also had a number one contenders match for the tag team championship as E8S Elite Eight Showdown <laughs> face wrecked my faction. Yes, they did. And uh, there's been some heat there for for a while. Yes, um, but you know, Big Chuck chose Tim France. I'm not sure that would have been the smartest choice. Well, as we saw, it was not because they bumped into each other twice, <laughs> and then that allowed you big dummies that allowed Joe. To throw Big Chuck off the top rope when t- Big Chuck tried to do a friggin' moonsault. And that that caused the downfall of the match and wrecked my faction with the W are now the number one contenders. Congratulations. They've been chasing those tag titles for a minute. So yes. it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yes. Then we saw Kreger versus the Reaper. Yeah, Dobro. He's kind of a Turned a corner, obviously, in a diehard championship match. Yeah, diehard championship on the line. Kreger just won it last month. And May yes, the Fist did. be with you. And he just lost it. I'm, I'm wearing my May the Fist be with you It's a hell t-shirt. of a shirt. It is. Uh, but he uh, he lost it. The Reaper, Dobro, is now our diehard champion. He is indeed. Now, does this mean that regular Dobro? I don't know if he's called regular Dobro. House of Positivity Dobro House is what of, I like to call House him. House of Positivity Dobro. It's yeah. not like he's regular and decaf. I right. Think. Well, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe that works. Maybe regular sure. and extra calf. Extra calf, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, both versions of Dobro yeah. essentially can be the They're, bo- they're uh, both the champion. Right. So yeah. it just depends on the... They're, they're one and the same. It's just two sides of the coin. Whichever side of the bed he wakes up on that morning. Yes, yes. So Bingo. Uh, if I were you in the diehard division, I'd just keep on his good side. Maybe you'll get the House of Positivity, Dobro. Indeed. Uh, then we also had another number one contenders match for the PHPW Heavyweight Championship. Mike the Cleaner versus Soda Hunter versus Elvis Aliaga versus Jordan Zeilinger in a four-way, a square dance elimination match. Absolutely. 
Uh, Jordan Zeilinger, unfortunately, was the first to go in that match. You know, again, he's a guy that I felt like he uh, maybe he peaked early. Is that fair to say? He's he's hot and cold. You yeah. know, I love Jordan Zeilinger to death, but he's hot and cold in PHPW. One yep. minute he is winning every match, and then you know it seems like a lot of the big ones is when he's losing them. Yeah, and that's uh, that's really unfortunate. He's also a guy though that. He he can win matches so quickly because he's got that submission hold that he slaps on out of nowhere. Exactly. Um, but he was the first to go. Shortly thereafter was Elvis Aliaga. Surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the top stars in, in the company, without a doubt. Um, he's been very close to being the champion as well. It came down to Mike the Cleaner and Soda Hunter, probably the longest rivalry we've had in PHPW. Mike the Cleaner versus Soda Hunter. And um, by the end of the night, Mike the Cleaner was the one with his hand raised in victory. Mike the Cleaner is your new number one contender to the PSPW Championship. That's So that means he's main eventing our next event. He's main eventing with people we'll get to in just a minute. But we also have the Tag Team Championship on the line as doing the favor went up against the Inevitable Assassins. That's right. The Inevitable Assassins are new champions. Yes. Uh, they won them from Fully Posable, which is uh, Jason Wolf and Poetic mm-hmm. Prophet. And uh, kind of a s- shocking uh, turn of events, right? No one saw that yeah. coming, and they kind of shocked the world. Yeah, they they beat Fully Posable, and they successfully defended against doing the favor. So um, I believe, Breaker, there's only like two more tag teams for them to beat. And if they win those matches... We might do another tournament. Oh, boy. We might do another wild card tournament. You know? I, I'm all for it. The wild card tournaments are fun. But, yeah. again, Wreck My Faction's coming up next. Wreck My Faction. you got to get through Wreck My Faction, too. So we'll see if that can happen. But uh, speaking of Mike the Cleaner, back to Mike the Cleaner. He won. He's the new number one contender. He's going to be up against whoever win this, won this match. Drew Vinsel, Travis Fowler. Tier 1. Was he ready? Tier 1's always ready. I think we've we've learned that. And, yeah. uh Drew Vinsel, former PHPW champion, but it was not his night. It was not his night. And I, this one hurt me. This one hurt me. I wanted Drew to win. You can't be biased. Though. I want it. I can be whatever I want. Good I'm, Lord, I am, man. I am the owner of this company, Breaker. 51% shareholder. <laughs> I Does do. that mean I get 49? You're, I, the, I, you're I, the 49. I didn't agree to that. I'm the majority shareholder here. And... Uh, it, you keep it up. I will sell my shares to Bill Benus. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. That's right. And then all all we have to do is somehow get that 2% from you, and we will have control. And me and Bill you will take over the world. You can't coexist with Bill Benus. Damn it, you are right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here's the thing, you know, um, I wanted Drew to win. I wanted Drew to win. I was begging Drew to win. And it did not happen. And I this literally hurt me a little bit because he's been so happy about getting this opportunity. I've been yeah. hearing him talk about it on on uh, Tales from the Estate. And it was just not to be. But I can tell you this, Drew. This is not your last opportunity. I've got some things cooking. I, I will say this because I try to be unbiased and, you know, everything completely opposite Unless Bill of Venus is in the ring. Well, yeah, but he sucks. Or Eric Barker. You know, again... You could have changed things. I could have. Like if you had beaten Bill Beach. Just give me time, Breaker. Speaking of Eric Barker. Just give me time. I think we make an executive decision about him. We are is this a meeting right now? Let's have let's have a little meeting. Okay. Fire him. Let me think about that. As a fifty one percent shareholder, do I want that? Yes. 
Eric Barker, we wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Bye. See ya. Goodbye. Officially fired. Um, you know what? Let's let's get rid of Freakazord too. Okay, Freakazord. You, we wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Hey, I don't. He's he, he's he's not like the cartoon guy. No, he's, he's a little bit goofy. He's a little weird. Uh, so yeah, that's clean house. I let's love it. it. Let's do it. Um, let's keep Prison Mike and Scrant Strangler for right now. Okay, I do like them. How about Chuckles the Clown? Chuckles the Clown. We wish you all the best in your future endeavors. You are let go. See you bye. So there we go. Clean house a little bit. There we let's, go. I like let's it. Let's do that. But you know, tier one. I'm tired of his attitude breaker. I'm tired of his attitude. And I'm not gonna let it fly anymore. I'm not gonna let it fly. I got some news coming for the patrons this coming Friday. Oh, on boy. adrenaline. Okay. Okay. I, I'm, I'm gonna, just. I'm just saying. Like, I'm gonna kick off the show. Oh, with a promo. God. I'm gonna. Yeah, you guys are gonna have to listen to me talk because for I, 20 my, minutes. My experience in indie wrestling, when the promoter starts a show with a promoter with a promo, yes. that's always good stuff. It's always the best. We're definitely not gonna kill the entire industry right there. Nope. But I will say this with Travis Fowler, I think he's kind of earned his uh earned it. I mean, he's been the champ he's the longest reigning reigning champion. He only earns what I allow him to earn. That Ricker. is a weird thing to say. But Beach Bods and Backbreakers. Hope you guys enjoyed. You can check it out on YouTube. And then as Bane mentioned, our next event, Star Spangled Beatings coming up Star in July. Spangled Beatings. You know, I mentioned I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do something we don't really don't do. I'm gonna go ahead and announce a match because I'm really excited about it. Do it. Um, we, we've been talking about Bill Benis. Bill Benis has been um, kind of pissing me off lately. You know, better than being pissed on. Yeah, unless you're into that. I'm not. Big Chuck might be, um, but he has been really just pissing me off, and so um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put him in a match against. Um, I'm, I'm actually gonna give him an opportunity, so you okay. can say it's you can say it's a nice thing. He's gonna get an opportunity against uh, Ethan Chambers for the, Bill Venus the championship. And Ethan Chambers. Yeah, I'm gonna. But he's he's gonna have to dress for the occasion. Star Spangled Beatings. You know, he's gonna have to dress as the American Ace. I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. And here's the thing. I mean, we'll let Dobro change his clothes. Why not? If he loses, Pyro is fired. I am. Why did we not release Pyro? I forgot about that guy. Well, because I can't. Oh, that's right. Okay. Part of, part of that contract. But if Bill loses, Pyro is fired. I'm all about it. Yeah. Let's do it. So there so, it is. Gatekeeper Championship on the line. Ethan Chambers and Bill Benis. Yes. Of course, we also know. I guess we technically didn't announce these but it's kind of confirmed right the tag titles and the the heavyweight title yeah both of those are technically confirmed so the uh, PSPW heavyweight championship is on the line Travis Fowler versus Mike the Cleaner is this Cleaner's first opportunity it's not it's not it's first not. one-on-one opportunity first one-on-one opportunity for sure so that'll be that'll be fun this will be a big deal for him good, good uh, luck to Mike the Cleaner yes then the tag team championships of course will be on the line uh, and we'll 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 talk about these again next week. But tag team championships on the line. Uh, the inevitable assassins will take on wreck my faction. You know, inevitable assassins kind of came in and shocked the world. But wreck mm-hmm. my wreck my uh, faction. They they're ready. They're ready. They got a tough task ahead of them though. Freaking inevitable assassins are killing it. They are. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. So yes. stay tuned for more information on Star Spangled Beatings. Boom. A big underscore Bane. 
Tournament action time. So uh, we've already seen so far Jimmy King defeat Kid Muscle. Not mm-hmm. really a shocker there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've seen Thunderlips defeat Randy the Ram. Again, not a huge shocker. Yeah. Now we've got probably the match I think everyone was uh, most looking forward to in the first round. The Revolting Blob versus Captain Insano. And let me say, it wasn't a shutout, but it was definitely more one-sided than I would have expected. Really? 62% to 38%. Oh, wow. Your winner, moving on to the semifinals, Captain Insano. That's kind of what I figured. I mean, I, I got a lot of people, Soda Hunter even tweeted me. He's like, well, you know, Revolting Blob killed the guy. Yeah. Like, well, yes, you're correct, but Captain Insano shows no mercy. And I here's the thing. I think most of these are literally just based off fandom. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, you know, realistically, I'd probably go for the Revolting Blob over Captain Insano. Um, but... Um, Captain Insano is the big show. Everybody loves the big show. Right. So. Revolting Blob was the uh, lawyer guy from Big Daddy as well. Right. So, yeah. What are you going to do? The, speaking of that, this next one uh, is our last first round match. We have Nacho from Nacho Libre mm-hmm. against Bonesaw McGraw yeah. from Spider-Man. Of course, we know Nacho, Nacho. Nacho was a Jack Black. Bonesaw was Macho Man Randy yeah. Savage. So it's a different, uh, it's a different thing. Um, Poor Nacho. I mean, bone saw is ready. Like, I mean, it's yeah. it's bone saw, right? Yeah, it's got to be. Unfortunately, it's yeah. got to be. I, I'm I'm pushing for Nacho, but uh, he he is an underdog to say the least. Yes, um, the winner of this, of course, will face Thunder Lips in the semifinals. So yeah. that will be our next matchup. So get ready to vote over at BBPH nine one eight on Twitter, and uh, yeah, should be um, should be fun stuff. Yeah. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Let's just plug it up. So we got to plug it up. We got to shout out our uh, our homies, our um, our podcasting bros. Of course, we got Jeff and Scott over at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite shows. Two great dudes. Check that show out. Absolutely. And then uh, Scott has a side project: Drunk Wrestling History. Yes, they're not always right, but they're always drunk. Absolutely, and that's all that matters. Exactly. Uh, doing the favor with Eric and Barry, another great show. Two, uh, two great dudes, man. Great dudes. I l- absolutely love that show. Um, I love the fact that in the midst of their show, they're calling their own show shit. And it's, <laughs> it's like, it's it's not. It's a great show. They dog themselves all the time on that show. I, lo- I love those guys over there. Uh, self-deprecating humor always hits close to home, it, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it, it does. I always get a good chuckle out of that show. De- definitely. Um, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steven Eric's another really fun listen, especially if you love the uh, golden era of professional wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, Ringside Ran with RJ is another great show to check out, as well as the Leisure and Lariats Podcast with my buddy Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Uh, now we got this one, Elite Eight Showdown. Yeah. Anything you want to say about old Big Chuck? That hasn't already been said. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. You know? I, I really, I mean, my dad's got boxing gloves. All uh-huh. I'm saying, we start passing around a hat, 10 bucks. I mean, I'm they just put the gloves on. I'm just going to be honest with you, Breaker. Like, I have no interest in fighting anybody. You know? But, but Big Chuck? But Big Chuck, I, he's a guy that, like, he just deserves it, you know? Exactly. He just deserves it. I mean, wouldn't it feel great to land a couple of nice right hands? Yeah, with a baseball bat. Good lord, man. Yeah. Um that's a, technically not a right hand, but you know. Well, I'd use my right hand to hold the baseball bat. I'd use both hands. I mean, would you? Baseball 101. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you get choke up on the bat and 
Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, they're, no, to be fair, they, uh, they're sex as shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I, I like those guys over there. They're, um, they're all right. They're good people. Uh, go a little too far sometimes, but it's a lead-eight showdown, you know. Their whole show goes too far yeah. on every level. Like, I don't yeah. But again, I, I love making fun of the fact that they're just over abundance of stupidity. Right. Like, I'll, I'll never forget the episode. I'm listening to it at work. I'm working nights, right? Uh-huh. It's like, all right, what we're going to do is the top eight movies that were a trilogy. Yeah. Which is, like, relatively simple, I feel like. Yeah. First one, The Born Identity. And I'm like, yeah. dude, there's like five movies, you yeah. jackass. And like, they specifically said couldn't have a spinoff or a fourth movie. Yeah. And once you put Rocky in there, too, you know, right. you yeah. dumbass. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I don't know. They uh they come up with come up with clever nicknames for you a lot, which is weird. It's because they're weirdos. Yeah, they they want to die is what it is. Uh, and they they try to use that to their advantage, you know. Which yeah. Is, which is like nothing scarier than somebody who has nothing to live for. I don't think that's correct because I've met a lot of people who have nothing to live for, and I'm not afraid of them. Right. Like the people who are like actually crazy are the people you don't know are crazy. I mean, so I've heard this a long time ago and I think it's very accurate. When you see someone come up like, I'm crazy. Ah!" You're like, no, you're not. They want attention. The guy that's like, I'm not crazy. And he's like covered in blood and wearing a a mask. You're like, that guy might, might be nuts. Or the guy who rocks a three piece suit because he's a freaking CEO of a company, but he also kills people on the side for fun. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys I'm scared of. Or the guy like when he's building his house, he's like, I'd like a rubber room in the basement with the floor the, drain. Yes. You're like, okay, that's kind of a red flag. Yes. The, the, the only thing that makes me nervous about Big Chuck is if I were to walk into his restaurant, I'd be afraid he'd spit in my food. That's the only thing that makes me nervous about Big Chuck. I don't know what Tim does, so I don't. I have nothing to say about it. I mean, does that actually not go like, against his chef oath? No. Have you, have you ever cooked in a kitchen breaker? Yeah, yeah. So you know. But I'm not that. that I was a. I was a line cook. I wasn't a chef. Dude, we're talking Big Chuck here. You know, he's not a world renowned chef. Dude, it's like Gordon Ramsay. Don't know any other chefs. Okay. Big Chuck. Guy Fieri. <laughs> Is he a chef? I think technically. I thought he was just the... Some guy who... Such reality show guy. Cooks shit. Um, no, yeah. Big Chuck is the type of guy who would spit in your food, drop your chicken breast on the floor, put it back in there, and be like, oh, it's just sauteed with a little extra seasoning. Yeah. That's that's Big Chuck. How dare you? That's what Big Chuck does. How dare and you, that's Big why Chuck. I will never eat in any I will never take food from Big Chuck because of that. Um But yeah, no, that, that great guys. Great guys over there. <laughs> yeah. Of course we also have uh Boots of the Face, check out that show. Uh Tales from the Estate with uh Drew Vinsel and his wife Caitlin. Can't put that one over enough, obviously. Yeah, I love that show. Um I think they have a really fun format because it's totally different than anything else I listen to. Yeah. To be fair. Elite Eight Showdown is that way, too. And that's one thing I actually do find refreshing I, about that, where it's like, finally, it's not the same old shit. I, I, I just love giving them hell. I actually oh, yeah. really do enjoy that show. Elite Eight Showdown is a really fun show to listen to. Um, uh, and, and I, honest to God, love Big Chuck. I mean, I think he's a great guy. but um, That doesn't mean but, you wouldn't give him a right hand if you had the opportunity. Oh, you give me twenty bucks, I'll beat the shit out of them. Good lord, man! Just 20, 20 bucks. Just twenty bucks. That's all I need. That's all you need. Um, 
But uh, no, Drew and Caitlin Vinsel, they are two of the greatest people who have ever lived. Agreed. Love those two to death. So um, if you haven't checked out Tales from the Estate, you absolutely need to because it is a wonderful addition to your podcast feed. Without a doubt. And I'm kind of jealous of Travis because he was at Toy Hio this past weekend. Did they meet? And they got to meet. Did they take a picture together? I don't know. Boy, that's a missed opportunity. I know, right? Could have used that for PHPW. And I and he said that they might Way have. Way to go, guys. They might have tried that, but I think they were busy. I mean, when you're at like a big show like that, it's a lot of people. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, a, lot, a lot of things happening. Yeah, I, I heard Drew actually on their podcast talking about how he was planning to meet Travis. So I was, I was actually hoping they got to. I'm glad they did. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, wreck my podcast. We talked about them a lot. Um, yes, they're like Big Chuck a little bit, except they're nice people. Yeah, they're not guys that I want to sit here and bash. Yes, they're uh, they're they're good people, good guys, they're good folks. And you know, Jordan is just kind of a hop, skip, and a jump away from us nowadays. He is right. I mean, like uh, WrestleMania is going to be in Dallas, so we actually might get a chance to meet Jordan. Yeah, if we are able to go there, so that'll be fun. Yeah, of course, that's next year, but. Uh, also, Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds, another mm-hmm. fun guy to talk with. Uh, mm-hmm. Howlin' with the Wolf with our buddy Jason Wolf. Yep. Um, pulling up a chair with the chair shot. Uh, yep. Tim over there, another great guy. And then uh, Richard Yule's Nerdy Laser or Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast. Yes. So lots of lots of great stuff happening there. And then, of course, um, with Jason Wolf, you know, art, all that good stuff. And then these Chop Shop figures are just phenomenal. So, yes. Um, Keep keep an eye out on what he's doing because let me tell you now that he's kind of going underground and not putting it out on social media, I have a feeling it's going to only get better. Absolutely. And wrestling comic books, Grapple Hold, To Be the Man, uh, Tales from Planet Wrestletopia. You can grab those on Comicsology, Amazon, pretty much anywhere you want to get your comics. One of those one of those platforms. Yeah. Um, other podcasts I have, you know, it's fake, right? And uh, this past week, my guest was Big Chuck of all yes. people. Yes, yeah. So I actually, I, I know I bashed this episode, but I actually haven't listened to it yet. So um, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's actually a good conversation. It was, I saw it was like an hour and a half long, which is par for the course with anything Big Chuck does. Oh yeah, he can't shut the hell up. So uh, it doesn't surprise me. Well, exactly. Yeah. So, but I'm I mean, excited to listen to it. it. I think everyone will dig it. I mean, he. Uh, he did backyard stuff for a little while too. He, he did, and actually, so I always grab a couple of pictures to make mm-hmm. the little graphic I do, and I found some backyard pictures and almost used one. You should have. Oh. My God, you should have. <laughs> if he has the audacity to Photoshop his face over my album cover, then yeah, you should have used his backyard photo. I, I think we we don't even know the limits to Big Chuck's audacity. Big Chuck has no limits to his. That's his superpower. Is he is. Audacity, audacity. I can't forget it. You don't even need to say it because it's so despicable. Forget it. I'm having a stroke. (laughs) Damn it. Uh, But yeah, that that that's a that's a fun it's a fun conversation. So check that out on you know it's fake, right? And then of course, no holds barred with Bill Benus. Yes, yes. You guys are still uh, running and gunning over there, I guess. Right. This was a fun week. Oh, was, was it? This was a fun week. We uh. We 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 started talking about he started talking about the basis of chain wrestling, Jesus. and um, you know started started going through things. But he wanted to do like he had done previously in earlier seasons, where you know he showed the people how to do it with using me as his you know person to and it's put not the holds video. on. It's not a video; it's audio. Yeah. And when I corrected him on that, then he proceeded to go on a rant about Big Brother. Which, you know, Big Brother is the concept of the government is always watching. Right. He's under the impression it's an individual person. And it's his Big Brother? No. 
it's just a person named Big Brother, and they are some type of masked supervillain. He's come to the conclusion that his whole purpose for doing No Holds Barred is to find Big Brother. Jeez. I mean, th- this episode was out there, Breaker. I can only imagine. So uh, if you folks haven't listened to it, it's it's a doozy. It's a doozy. Wow. I don't even know what to say to that. I, I was lost for words, too, Breaker. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Yes. But yeah, No Holds Barred with Bill Venus. Yes. Every Tuesday. And Every then co- Tuesday. Me and Travis have another podcast, uh, the TB Toycast. So if you're into retro toys, might be a fun one to check out. Yeah. This past week, we dropped uh, American Gladiators. Yeah. Well, actually, that was this a week ago. This week, DC Superpowers. So I'm okay. always, I have to kind of remember when the show drops and when that one drops and stuff. But lots of good stuff there. So check all of those out. Um, all Bane's music you can find on uh, Apple, mm-hmm. Spotify, mm-hmm. all those good places. Quick news on that. Uh, oh, we got some news. If you're in the Tulsa area, um, oh, I'll, that's right. I I'll saw be, this. I'll be playing a show July 20. Is it 4th? Let me pull that back up real quick. Now, this is like your first show in July a long 24th, time, right? Yes. Saturday, July 24th, I'll be playing with uh, other members of the original hip hop crew that I was in when I first started rapping. That's the Outsiders. Um, which is partly why I have Outsiders Beard Co. You do, that's why you didn't want to name it Big Underscore Bane's Beard Bone? Right. Because yeah. um, you're not a moron? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'll be playing alongside with um, J-Lock, I Am Dez, and my good buddy Alan Doyle. Nice. And it's going to be hosted by another another good friend, uh, Big Rob, and it's going to be DJ'd by another good friend, uh, DJ Heavy J. So that's it's going to be a hell of a time. And here's the thing, Bricker. It's a freaking early show, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Oh, nice. So, like... You guys can literally, if you're in the Tulsa area, come to this show and then go out to the bar or go eat afterwards, whatever you want to do. And like in my past experience with shows, I'm usually the first one up. So I would assume I am again. Um, So if you want to come to this show, I'd probably actually be there at six because I think Josie's records closes at eight. So I think that's why it's over at eight. So um, definitely come early. Awesome. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a good time. Uh, we also uh, have our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash BBPH. If you want to support us, you can get the yes. weekly energy shot, PHPW Adrenaline, and all kinds of other stuff. In fact, I just recorded uh, a new uh, Breaker Retro Gamer Yeah, for the Patreon, which should be up sometime very soon. So that'll be fun. And um, all kinds of good stuff there. So Absolutely. Several tiers available and a lot of little prizes in between. Yeah. Also, Average Panda Gear and Outsiders Beard Co. If you need some uh, average guy workout gear or some stuff to make your beard look phenomenal, those are two places to do it. Yep. And uh, Outsiders Beard Co., it's officially summertime, so the spring scents are gonzo and the summer scents are available. So Tiger's Blood and the return of Creamsicle. Ooh, Creamsicle. Yeah. Sounds tasty. So so come, come get you some. Definitely check it out. And all of our t-shirts can be found at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, WhatAManeuver.net, search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, and Big Underscore Bane has a shirt store there as well. So check all of those out. Absolutely. Anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. Uh <laughs>
It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Psycho. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.